welcome to the Developing Leaders Impacting Kids podcast, a podcast all about sharing ideas, tips, and strategies to help you develop as a Kidman leader. Thanks for listening to today's episode, featuring a favorite presentation from one of our training experiences. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and institutes of children's ministry, visit our website, cogop.org slash children. Well, today we're going to be talking, as I said, about Membership Matters for Kids. Hopefully you've heard that in the month of September in the Church of God of Prophecy, we're doing a special emphasis called Membership Matters. Membership Matters is the name of a uh, five-lesson course that's been developed by the General Overseer's Office, along with Leadership Development and Discipleship Ministries. It's a course that you can access uh, through the website. You can download the materials and customize them for your own local church ministry. And it's our hope that throughout the month of September, your church will be talking about church membership, why it's important, why it matters, and inviting others to be a part of the church. Now, as this initiative uh, really came to the conclusion and we were beginning to uh, make the, the materials available, I began to have a concern. I hope that children are a part of this uh, initiative in the month of September. So our team here in International Children's Ministries put together a course, uh, a companion course to Membership Matters. It also has five lessons and follows the same themes as the adult course, and it's called Membership Matters for Kids. These materials are available for you to download through the Leadership Development website. You can find that website at lddcogop.org. As I said, I believe the church is meant to be a loving place where we belong. It's where we learn about God's Word and we fellowship with other believers. It's where we receive Christian care and we find opportunities to give and to serve others in Jesus' name. So I think it's important that our kids know the importance of the church and how they can be a part of it. Well, a few weeks ago, I posted on Facebook asking if there was anybody out there who had joined the church as a child and what their experiences were. And a lot of people responded, but I selected three of those people to come on and share with me today. So let me introduce you to them, and we're going to ask them a few questions about their experience, not only as children joining the church, but also as parents and pastors. Uh, First is Cherry Daniels. Cherry is the senior pastor of Salem Faith Tabernacle, which is located in Salem, Oregon, and she is a facilitator with the Oregon Biblical Institute. Cherry became a member of the Church of God of Prophecy in 1980 at the age of six. She grew up in a pastor's home under the training of her father, continuing the strong heritage of ministers in her family. She obtained an undergraduate degree from Colorado Christian University and an MBA from Corbin University. Cherry has been serving in the church for over 31 years, with 15 of those years and counting as a licensed minister. Hello, Cherry. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Great. Thanks for being here. I'd like to also introduce you to Jonathan Oliveria. Jonathan serves as the senior pastor of the Hub Church in Jersey City, New Jersey, a ministry of the Church of God of Prophecy since 2016. He and his wife, Noemi, have been married since 2012 and have been blessed with two sons, Adrian and Benjamin. Jonathan has served as regional youth camp director, youth pastor, and Sunday school teacher and public school teacher. Pastor Jonathan now also serves as vice principal with Newark Public Schools. Hello, Jonathan. How are you today? Hi. Very well. Thank you for having me today. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us. 
Excellent. And finally, rounding out our panel today is Bishop Phil Pruitt. Phil is currently beginning his seventh year as Bishop of the Churches of God of Prophecy in California. He is married to Diana Pruitt of Alabama, and they have one son, Gabriel, a daughter-in-law, Stacy, grandson, Preston, and granddaughter, Chloe. Phil is a pastor and teacher at heart. He and Diana have served in pastorates in Paraguay, Colombia, Canada, and in the United States in Alabama. They have a special love and a concern for youth and children and have worked extensively in children's ministries, vacation Bible school, and youth camp. One of Phil's joys is to dialogue with young people and young adults on issues that they are facing in today's culture and society. And he didn't write this, but I'm going to say Phil is one of our greatest cheerleaders in children's ministry. So Phil, thank you for being with us today. Well, thank you for the invitation to be with you, Sean, and with our uh, with our colleagues there. <laughs> yes, I'm looking forward to hearing from each of you today, and I know our audience uh, who are watching are as well. Before we dump, jump in, I just want to mention one more time, we are giving away a special book called Cornerstone Today. If you'd like to be entered into that drawing, we ask you to do three things. We ask you to like this Facebook uh, video. We ask you to make a comment telling us where you're watching from or asking any questions you have, and then sharing it to your wall today. All right, guys, so let's just jump in. I'd love to hear from each of you uh, about your experience joining the church as a child, maybe how um, you came to become a member of the church, and what did it mean to you as a child? So why don't we start with Pastor Cherry? Thank you. Oh, it's a big question. I, I was five years old when I gave my heart to the Lord in my home during evening devotions with my family. And by the age of six, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and by water. And so it was at this time that my parents um, really got into what being a member meant in the church of, of God. Um, I always had some teaching along the way, but that's when they really came and talked to me about it. And so I had been taught that being saved meant that I was a part of the family of God and a, and a part of the church. And so for me, taking a step of joining the church was important because it symbolized what I already believed had happened in my life and was part of my relationship with Jesus. Um, you know, as a child, you you don't understand it all. And I just felt special because it was a promise that I made in front of all these people that I was going to work for God, that I was going to know his word, that I was going to live, you know, a good life to what I understood. And it made the church real for me with this sense of belonging and feeling loved and, and responsibility to them. And even though I didn't really fully grasp what it meant to be a member, I had a heart that desired God and a real relationship with Him. So being a member of the church was just one of those steps in the process for me. I love that. How about you, Pastor Jonathan? So uh, I did not necessarily grow up in a Christian home, as Pastor Sherry was saying, uh, but our my family lived about a block or two away from the church in Hoboken. Uh, so as a toddler, um, I was actually recruited. Uh, for some reason, the children's ministry was divided into captains. Um, and there were captains for every neighborhood in our city. Uh, and there was always like this competition, like, you know, who could bring more kids to church for VBS uh, or for Sunday school? Uh, and so I was actually part of one of those recruitments. And as a toddler, I just joined the church and I attended Sunday school, vacation Bible school. Uh, when I was 10 years old, that's when I, um, uh, in a Sunday school program, 
uh, the late uh, wife of my uh, pastor growing up, uh, she did such a clear explanation of why we needed to accept Jesus into our life. And um, I took the step of faith and I accepted him uh, to the best of my knowledge. And, you know, just like every other kid, I, I can imagine going up maybe every other Sunday uh, for a given amount of time. And that was me. And uh, I just kept going and kept attending the church. And um, about two weeks later from making that decision, I was invited uh, by one of the sisters in the church to stay in a prayer shut-in that Friday. Um, and it was in that prayer shut-in that I was uh, filled with the Holy Spirit um, and had such an encounter with God. Um, and about a year later, uh, April, May 1st, uh, 1999, that's when I uh, was baptized in water and uh, became a member of the church. Um, and all of these, as you can see, these dates are things that live in my mind forever. Uh, they're so important to me. Um, I, I love Jesus and I love his church and uh, the church became my family away from home, uh, especially not being able to practice my faith openly uh, in my younger years as a family. Uh, the church became that family. Uh, and so uh, it was so important to me to kind of like pledge allegiance to uh, a group of people that just loved on me so much and so well. Mm. Hmm. Well, I love the uh, really the contrast between both of your testimonies because uh, very different up upbringings, but the church represented a sense of belonging and family mm -hmm. that you could be a part of. I love that. How about you, Bishop uh, Pruitt? Um, I, I grew up third generation uh, Koga. Um, my grandfather being a minister, my father being a minister, and uh, and then later me. That wasn't in my plans, but uh, now a minister in Koga. Um, I was saved at six years old in a revival. That was in the days when the revivals lasted at least a week. Okay. Um, and uh, I became a member of the church at 10 years old after another revival that mm -hmm. lasted uh, for at, at least a week where my father was pastoring. It was actually a jump start of a church in Lenore City, Tennessee. We had uh, a... Uh, an evangelist, Prince Hartley, that was pretty well known for those times as an evangelist. At the end of that uh, revival, um, uh, Dad opened the doors of the church, as we used to say, uh, to receive members. And I felt just a very, very strong um, a feeling and a drawing to go up and, and stand beside those who were coming into the church. I didn't tell my folks. I had said nothing at all about that. And they were a little bit taken aback. And I think my dad was a little bit reluctant maybe that night to uh, administer the covenant. And he said, Phil, is this something you want to do? I said, yes, dad. And so he took me into the church that night. It was uh, during that revival also that I was baptized in water. And uh, that was, um, I, I still remember it. There was tears just streaming down my face. And that was a commitment that I've made that I've never gone back on. But uh, that's, uh, that's how I became a member of the church. I love these stories. And maybe some of you are watching along with us who joined the church as children. We'd love for you to share in the comment section maybe how old you were when you joined the church and a little bit about your own story. Uh, you know, I love each of you. Uh, your experience joining the church was connected also 
with some of the other experiences like water baptism, salvation. Uh, and so I think this is uh, such a powerful part of your testimony. You, you each remembered it so vividly. I love your stories. And, you know, I realize um, when Membership Matters, this uh, initiative actually has been in the works for about three to four years. And in our initial meeting about it, uh, as we sat around the table, one of the uh, things we did was share our stories. And so many of us could give accounts similar to yours as joining the church's children. And so I think these stories are important and we need to share them with our own children who are around us and perhaps even the children in our church. And I'm praying that maybe during the month of September, some of you out there who are watching can share your story with some of the kids in your ministries as well. So thank you, each of you. Those were great stories. So I want to ask you now, if you believe that joining the church as a child helped lay any kind of a foundation or prepare you for your future roles as pastors and leaders in the church, and if, if it did, how, how did it lay that foundation or prepare you? How about you, Pastor Jonathan? I, I think um, this is a packed question, uh, but I definitely believe uh, that the church laid a foundation. Um, I was exposed to some great examples um, in our church. Uh, and so they, they kind of modeled what a good church member or an, uh, a faithful church member uh, should live by. It was, this was something that was always discussed. It was shared. It was something like, and as I said before, I looked forward to it, you know? Uh, I, I saw lessons of passion. Uh, if you were a member of this church, uh, you, you were committed to it. You, you wanted to see it grow. You wanted to see it flourish. Um, you wanted the best for it. Uh, and so there was a commitment level. You know, um, members were expected to do certain things. And, and I was so happy that I was, you know, part of that group that was expect, it was expected of me to you know, join services and participate in prayer walks and, you know, visit the, the shut-in. Um, as a child, I was limited in my transportation. Uh, so I always grabbed on to somebody, whether it was my pastor or the youth leader or the children's leader at the time. Uh, there was a sense of uh, devotion. Um, you know, we were devoted to this. And um, this was my church, right? And, and I say that humbly, right? As a kid, you know, you're just thinking about like, I walk around my school. I remember walking around my elementary school, my high school with like a sense of like, uh, you have to join my church because my church is the best, you know? Um, and, and, and I just remember also learning about that being a member of the church was something bigger than just my local church. When I found out that uh, my little you know, uh, church um, in a little city, right, in, in, in New Jersey was part of something bigger um, that was all over the world. Um, I remember having my first computer. That's when, like, everyone was starting to get computers at home. And I remember logging onto the internet and just typing in Church of God of Prophecy mm -hmm. and just curious, like, what would be out there? I still remember the 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 color features of the website that I saw, it was like gray and red and, um, and it was very basic, nothing compared to what we're seeing now. Uh, but reading history, looking at pictures, I was like, wow, this is my church. Um, and so it, it put a sense of ownership, a sense of pride, uh, a holy pride. 
Um, and, and I think that all prepared me uh, for ministry because um, that, those are the type of qualities that I would like God to help me instill in the members that I pastor. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we are a small church in a big city, uh, but we are part of something big and great that God is doing. And it should be done with passion, commitment, devotion. Uh, so I'm not trying to make little Jonathans, but uh, I think these qualities are so important. And church membership taught that to me. Absolutely. I love that. And I would hope that not only our children, but all of our adults have that passion uh, for being a part of this body and for its global impact. Uh, pa- uh, Brother Phil, how do you believe uh, joining as a child prepared you to be a leader? Well, again, I, I was third generation coming up in the church. So the church was all I knew. Um, as long as I can remember, I remember, well, family devotions, of course. So I got a lot of teaching and training at home, but I still distinctively remember my Sunday school teachers and my Gleaner band leaders. That was a children's ministry in those times. The teaching that we got and, and uh, the, um, uh, the Bible was instilled in us, not only in our heads, but in our hearts. And also uh, coming from a church that uh, was very evangelistic minded, very mission minded, that implanted something in us that yes, uh, we can serve. Uh, I was from a home that when the doors were open, you were there and you were there on time and, and even better a little bit early. And so uh, this, the whole church life, the church culture uh, was just a part of my life. And that's why at, at 10 years old, I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to have an invested part in being a member of the church. And um, my, uh, my training, even into uh, my early adulthood, uh, I attribute that to what was offered to us uh, from the church. Uh, and I'm very, very grateful for that, uh, for the training that I received as a child and on through my life. I love that. How about you, Pastor Cherry? How did it prepare you? Oh, I would say it absolutely prepared me and created a foundation for me. As uh, Pastor Jonathan mentioned, we have so many great examples within COGOP of both men and women who serve in ministry and being around that environment in a pastor's home and having welcoming men for revivals and different things and getting exposed to that really created a good foundation for me. Um, I was only six years old when my dad would take me visiting and give me the opportunity to share um salvation with people and walk them through the steps. And so my ministry really started when I was six and leading people to Jesus. Right. Um, and I'm very thankful because Cocop is a place where as you grow in the Lord, you're given opportunities to minister in many different ways. Um, by the time I was dying, the Lord was using me through the Holy spirit to speak in tongues and interpret messages. And that only came because of one, my life with Jesus Christ, but two, because of the examples in the church and being raised under that and seeing the freedom in God that there really is. Um, and I just love the fact that our church, once you invest in a child, it's forever. Mm-hmm. And I love that that was what was important. And all of this was because I had pastor, parents, church members who believed that I was a part of the body of Christ at the young age of six years old. They were not afraid that I was too young, but instead they saw the call of God in my life and they just pushed me forward with all the love and the guidance they could give. 
And by the time I reached adulthood, I had experienced many things that some Christians have yet to experience. Um, and so joining the church, it's, it's natural and it's a necessary step in our spiritual walk with Christ. And that's, I think, is the secret to church minute church membership is showing them that it is part of their relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, I love that. You could just keep on preach, preach on pastor Terry. <laughs> we'll let you. Okay. Uh, but wow. I do love that. I do believe. And even part of my own testimony is uh, I joined the church as a child myself. Um, but I, I love to tell the story that, you know, at that time in the church, when I was a kid, the pastor, it was pretty much a formality every year they'd get up and give the appointment list, you know, and they'd appoint somebody. There may be only, only be 10 people in the church, but you had to go through that list of every appointment. And every quarter, they'd get up and give their report. So when I was a kid, my dad was my pastor. I wanted a job to do in the church. And so uh, he said, I have a perfect job for you, Sean. You can be the free literature representative. And boy, I thought that was the most important job in the church. Um, but as you were saying, Pastor Cherry, having opportunities to serve when you're young, um, and certainly church membership is a, is a part of, of um, helping us to understand that we have a place in the church, and then giving us those opportunities to serve is so crucial and so important. And so um, that's wonderful. Well, I do wonder, as you think about church membership, um, we have this wonderful new material, Membership Matters for Kids. Uh, that I mentioned at the beginning of our time together, it's free, available to download. Um, but when you think about your maybe your experience or the children that you're around or that you have served, what do you think it's important for them to understand about being a member of the Church of God of Prophecy? How about back to you, Pastor Chair? Um, I think they need to know that there is a responsibility that comes with being a church member. It's not just being on a roll. It's not just that proud maybe church pen you wear <laughs> that says you're a member, but um, it's an actual responsibility. And while it's wonderful to have the support and love of the body and the members, we have a responsibility as members to learn God's word to the best of our ability, to live it out to the best of our ability, and to be faithful attenders who work in the church, who support one another, who hold each other accountable, as well as remembering that we are accountable to God. I believe that if it's properly taught. Um, children can understand this and they will want to be a part of it. You know, there's this amazing season in a, a child's life that um, when I was in childcare, they always called it the four to 14 window. Um, and that is the, like the most time when you can really shape a child's life. And so I think it's really imperative that we teach them what it means and model for them what it means to be in the church as a member. One of the, one of the components to the adult material in membership matters that we carried on over into the children uh, materials is that as a member of the church, um, we, as we come into that relationship, we as individuals have an expectation of our church, but our church has expectations of us as well. Right. So I love that what you mentioned there, that there are certain responsibilities that come with being a part of this family. So how about you, uh, brother Phil? Uh, Yes, I, I believe that it's important for uh, kids to understand the importance of being a part of the church and the body of Christ, uh, that they can have a sense of belonging, uh, a sense of value, that uh, they are coming into a, a family, uh, a family that loves them and cares for them, uh, where they will be taught um, the word, where they will be taught how to pray, how to worship, 
where they'll be taught how to be disciples and followers of Jesus Christ uh, and how that they can uh, they can use their talents and abilities, the gifts that God has given them to bless the church, uh, that they, they find uh, their, their place there. Uh, I think that's important for them. And I think the church membership is something that helps to imprint that on their minds and their hearts, that yes, they belong. Yes, they are a part. Paul speaks to us a lot about uh, the sense of belonging, the sense of importance mm-hmm. of uh, members of the body of Christ. And I think that is uh, that is so important for them. And not, they're surrounded by people that love them. They're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses uh, in the church and, and beyond the local church and even among the saints that are waiting for us. So, yes, I, I think it is important they have some understanding. And as uh, uh, Cherry has said, they won't understand everything, but that understanding will grow. At least there's a beginning there where they feel that sense of belonging and a sense of uh, that, yes, they can contribute. They can serve where they are. Sure. That sense of belonging is so central, really, to church membership, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think uh, I definitely want all of our kids to know that they belong to their local church. And membership is one step toward really kind of solidifying that for them. And we do cover that in the Membership Matters for Kids material, as well as the adult materials. Uh, one of the things you mentioned, which uh, we cover, uh, we touch on more in the children's material, is really kind of what do you expect at church, you know, about how to, about offerings, about prayer. Sometimes we pray individually. Sometimes we pray as a group. So we've tried to even unpack what does a church service look like for kids and why do we do some of the things that we do? Uh, Pastor Jonathan, uh, why do you think it's important or what, what are some of the things you think is important that children understand about being a member of the church? You know, some people may find this humorous, uh, but uh, I always look forward to listening and reading biographies of ministers mm-hmm. uh, in the church. Um, one of the places or the parts of it that I love to listen to is, when did they start? Uh, and, and I like to hear, you know, oh, so-and-so has been a minister since he was 18 years old, or so-and-so started pastoring, you know, when he was 20 years old. And, and I always think to myself then, when did he, you know, start his journey? Or when did she, you know, uh, grow, you know, and, and prepare? And I can't help but to think that it was during their teenage years, their childhood years that kind of shaped them and developed them to be what God is calling them to be. Uh, and so church membership allows you to do that. It gives you a space. Um, it's the beginning of a beautiful journey that God is granting us, you know, our, our young brothers and sisters in the faith, uh, to develop into being what God is calling them to be. And, and so when you extend church membership to a child or when a child says, hey, I, I want to be part of this, you know, it's, it's receiving that message of you matter you have a voice, you have a calling, and you have a home, a safe place where you can practice for the glory of God, you know? I love that. Uh, and one of the things, the adult version of Membership Matters has um, a pretty detailed, pretty in-depth history of the Church of God of Prophecy movement. And we've touched on just a little bit of that with kids. As you were mentioning, we think they do need to know who some of our forefathers were and some important milestones in the history of our church. We talk about then a name, A.J. Tomlinson, uh, that probably all of us are aware of, um, but also the small band of people that he was a part of that uh, they wanted to live their lives 
just as the Bible was written in accordance with God's law, not something that man had made. And we cover that with the children. And we want them to understand that from that small beginning, God did a powerful thing all around the world. And so I love that uh, as you described it, uh, Jonathan, uh, membership, just the course, the discussion opens and gives that space for us to share some of those testimonies with kids as well as our own. That segment in the in the book, in the children's version, is called Our Big Beautiful Family. And we are a part of such a big, beautiful family with a great story to share. Well, as we conclude, I'm going to ask you all one more question. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Um, I have been serving in this role now for about two years. And before we had the pandemic, I was traveling quite a bit around the world. And it was very interesting to hear uh, people's perspectives and positions on uh, where do we involve kids and what can they be a part of and what shouldn't they be a part of. And so for me, someone who joined the church as a child, um, it was a little bit surprising uh, to hear that in some places, some people, you know, culture or or background or experience, uh, things like the sacraments of the church or church membership, they don't believe children should be a part of them. So Uh, I think we have to acknowledge that some pastors in our movement are reluctant to allow children to join the church. So I'd like to hear from each of you, either you you are a pastor now or you have been, uh, what thoughts or advice or counsel do you have for these pastors uh, in regard to their uh, concerns? We'll start with uh, Brother Phil. I thought a lot about this question. (laughs) And uh, I, I want to say, first of all, that there's, there is something in our the covenant that we take as we become members that I love. And that is the part that we say that, yes, we take the whole Bible, you know, and to believe and practice its teachings and to walk in its light to the best of our knowledge and ability. And that phrase, to walk in our light to the best of our knowledge and ability, emphasizes both the divine aspect of our uh, membership and covenant, but also the human aspect. To walk in the light is to walk in the light of Christ and the knowledge and his truth, which is divine. But to the best of our knowledge and ability is very human. Because even to the best of our uh, knowledge and ability, we're still imperfect and we still don't know it all. And Paul says we won't know it until Christ comes back. And so we have to allow for, for that, uh, that space to learn. Uh, as a church, we know that over the years that we have, we've progressed, we've been transforming, we've been looking at some of even our, our basic doctrines differently as to bring them in line with the scripture. And so that is the part of our walking uh, in to the best of our knowledge and ability. Uh, it's, uh, we teach our kids, we prepare them for membership, but they're not going to know it all. They're going to accept some mm-hmm. things by faith. I don't know at all. And there are things that I have to accept by faith and to walk daily in what I do know and pray that God will lead me more. So the kids aren't going to know it all. And if we, if we wait for them to know it all, they'll never be members. Hmm. If uh, even in, you know, when we look at salvation, um, uh, I'm, I'm so glad that we don't have to take up a, a test in Bible and theology to be saved because none of us, <laughs> none of us would pass. So uh, there's a lot of things that we just accept by faith. And I'm thankful for that. So um, I have taken in members that are, that are young, children, uh, young teens. I've taken them in because I've gone by their testimony of their desire to be members after that they have believed in Jesus. And um, 
And that has been a joy to me. Um, and I have to, um, I have to uh, let you know that um, I have learned from some of the kids that I've taken in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, it was from a question from a 12-year-old in a Bible study that took me back to my study and to the Bible and to my knees to think more clearly about sanctification, a 12-year-old. It was a 10-year-old that I was giving orientation over a few Sundays for baptism that made me realize that the sacrament of, of Holy Communion is a joy. It's not just something morbid. It's not just something sad. And so after we had this conversation about, about communion, he said, Pastor, he says, do you think that my stomach, that my insides are just happy when I take the Lord's Supper because Jesus is, is with me and he's there? I said, wow, how about that? Of course, we weren't teaching transubstantiation, but we were, were talking about how closely Jesus identified with the bread and the cup that, um, that he says, this is my body, this is my blood. And so we talked about the significance of that. And so Cordell, was, he was so excited about that. He says, you know what? My insides are just going to be so happy when I take communion. So that's, you know, <laughs> he said, it's a joy. And he made me start seeing communion as a joy because Jesus is with us. We are communing with him. So um, uh, I, uh, I think kids that have some kind of orientation, some kind of understanding, kids that are saved, um, that... Uh, we shouldn't be re- reluctant to receive them as members if they want to be members. And so um, uh, that's, I could talk a lot more about that, but that's all I'll say. But that's, that's a great question. And I think that we need to act on it. All right. Excellent. That was a great response too. I'm glad you gave it some real good thought there. Cause that was excellent. <laughs> How about you, Pastor Cherry? What would you say to pastors who might be reluctant to allow children to join the church? Oh, I would, Tell them that their greatest opportunity for ministering to children is between those ages, right? Four to 14 or so. And what we do during that window may be the most important thing the church does. The faith of a child is remarkable. And when you combine combine that faith with the knowledge of the scriptures, it's unstoppable. I think that that's something we as adults can learn, right? As we grow into adulthood, there's these boundaries we start to put around our ministry of how we're going to do it. But children don't have those yet. And so God can use them in so many different ways because their faith is so great. And I think we really miss out on opportunities when we get between our children and membership. And I think it's important that we allow that relationship with God to continue to grow because we need, we need young ministers in our church. And that's how we're going to find them is by allowing them to serve and to work and to really give themselves over to God, you know, in every aspect of their lives. So I think that pastors and parents really need to come together. They need to discern as best they can where the child is in terms of their understanding and their faith. And then watch your child, teach your child. God will give you discernment and know when they are ready. You're going to see it, but you got to give them the room to serve to know it's there. So I say go for it. Excellent. I love it. And wrap us up here, Pastor Jonathan. What would you say to these pastors? You know, I, I just think of, you know, is God saving children? Is he sanctifying them? Is he filling them with the Holy Spirit? You know, is he using them to bring glory to his name? Then if the answer is to any of those is a yes, 
I think it would be beneficial on our end <laughs> to be in tune with what God is already doing uh, and affirm their place among the redeemed, right? Among his church. Mm -hmm. And so we shouldn't assume that children and youth are incapable of fulfilling the responsibilities of what it means to be a church member when God is already doing the work in them. And it's God who gives us the power, the strength to accomplish what we're accomplishing as church members, as adults. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we have to affirm, um, you know, the, the uniqueness of God calling men and women to serve him. To me, it's so beautiful that God even allows us to just affirm what he's already doing. Um, and so the enemy of our souls and of, his, of, the, of this church is working around the clock, mm -hmm. um, affirming children in ways that are unbiblical. Yeah. but yet pleasing to the eyes and the hearts of our children. You know, uh, in, in my city alone, you know, we battle with children and youth um, going to the streets, getting into gangs and clans and, you know, doing things that they shouldn't be doing um, because they're looking for this place to connect, to belong, to yeah. exercise the gifts and the talents that they have. And because everyone else is ignoring them, they're going to these places and these groups of people. And mm -hmm. that's our fight here, right? Where, where we minister mm -hmm. at Jersey city and many places around the world. And, and so the church has to, you know, take them with whatever knowledge or limited knowledge that they have abilities or limited abilities that they have and affirm them and, mm -hmm. and, bring them in and let them know that you matter here. This is your family. Uh, and so when they have that, they, they will look at the world and say, like we are saying, the world has nothing to offer me. You know, the, everything that I need is in Christ and, and Christ has gifted me his church to just belong and, and I'm gonna stay here, right? And, and I know that there's fear. Well, they're too young. They might go back to the world. They might backslide, <laughs> you know. Uh, that happens to everybody. <laughs> that happens to every, it could be an adult, it could be a senior, it could be a teen, it could be a child. But we have to cling to the promises of the scripture that says, hey, they may go, but they're going to return, you know. And I'll never forget the first verse of the Bible that I memorized in Spanish in my church. Proverbs 22, 6, right? Instruct the child while he is young, and when he's older, he will not depart from it. Uh, and, and that's what this is all about. Could there be an, a, a way for them to maybe stray away from the church when they go to college? Yes, we pray not. We pray that that won't happen, right? But even if that happened, we know that there's a little piece of Christ, his church, that is still in the heart of that child, um, I'm part of all these groups on Facebook, right? Uh, and I think there's one, uh, fond memories of the Church of God of Prophecy, right? And I see, oh, I used to attend the church, you know, when I was so-and-so age and in this place. And is the church still there? Or, you know, I've come back and hey, this is what's happening. And, and so we have to trust God. You know, sometimes I think we could play the role of the Holy Spirit sometimes. <laughs> and we just have to say, hey you know, God, you're already working. I'm just mm. a vessel. Yeah.
Wow. Thank you all so much. This has been so good. And I could just keep going on and on and on, but you probably don't have the time <laughs> or those watching may not, but this has been so rich and, and I'm so grateful. Uh, as we wrap up our time together today, I want to again, remind everyone that September is Membership Matters Month in the Church of God of Prophecy. And uh, church membership, I believe, is an essential part of our discipleship journey. As I said at the beginning, it's a place that we uh, we find a loving community. It's where we learn about God's Word. We fellowship with others. We receive Christian care. And we find those opportunities, as each of these who have shared today have, opportunities to serve others in Jesus' name. And so I hope all of those things are things that our kids need to understand. So I hope during Membership Matters Month that you will uh, include your children uh, in whatever uh, and ha- whatever you do to support this initiative, I hope that you'll include the children. Uh, as I mentioned, we do have a guide specifically for that called Membership Matters for Kids. Uh, it is designed for elementary age children and is a companion to the adult course that we are offering. It's available for free uh, on the website LDDCOGOP.org. That's LDDCOGOP.org. You can see that on the bottom of your screen. Uh, the adult uh, instructor guide is available there. The participant guide, as well as the children's material, can be found there. As we conclude, I do want to say, and we explain this in the materials, that the Church of God of Prophecy does hold an individual's experience of salvation as the qualification for church membership. And we, of course, believe, and uh, we also have uh, uh, assembly uh, documents that state that the Bible affirms that children can experience salvation. And so because of that, we believe that they are eligible for church membership. But I do want to say that if uh, always the administering of the church covenant to a child should be in communication with the local church pastor and the parent or guardian of the children that you are serving. So I want to say again, as we conclude, a thank you to uh, each of our panelists today, Pastor Jonathan Oliveria. Thank you for being here, Pastor Cherry Daniels and Bishop Phil Pruitt. Thank you all again for being with us. And uh, we hope that you'll visit the website, uh, cogop.org slash children, to learn more about our upcoming webinars. We have several training opportunities available throughout the month of August. And we'd love for you to join us there. May God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and institutes of children's ministry, visit our website, cogop.org children. 